What's going on, my people? How y'all doing out there? Man, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, whatever time it is that you're listening to the episode. This is TJ, and I'm here with another episode of The Soapbox. I want to thank you guys so much for your love and support. It really means a lot to me that I get so much support from you guys pushing The Soapbox forward. I tell you what, we got a great episode today, so y'all kick back, relax, and enjoy the episode. All right, everybody, we are going to continue on with this leadership series. And much like I have done on every other episode, and I will continue to do throughout the duration of this series, if you have not gotten your hands on a copy of Maxwell's 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, or if you haven't watched any of the YouTube videos or listened to any of his commentary, I encourage you guys to go out and find that literature, find that material, because it will grow you and help you reach out from where you are in order to be much better leaders in whatever capacity that you are working in. So today we're moving on to Maxwell's third law. And remember, the very first law was the law of the lid. You know, we have to understand that there is a a cap on our leadership ability. And that is as far as we can take people. And in order for us to be more powerful leaders, then we need to learn how to remove that cap and lift those limits so we can become better. The second law, of course, is the law of influence. And we talked about that and we understand that leadership is influence. And no matter how much you think that your title or your position may play some type of major role, the true power inside of a leader is their ability to influence the people around them. Now, we run into a few issues when it comes down to what people believe true leadership is. And that can be an issue in itself. But one of the bigger problems that we deal with as a society is the ability for people to become leaders. You see, there are so many people that believe that they can simply choose to be a leader or they can simply take a position and they're automatically leadership material. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a falsehood. That is not the case. Remember early on in the series, I told you that there is no such thing as a born leader, a natural born leader. Now, Maxwell states that anybody can be turned into or trained to be a leader. So we have to understand that you can't just pick it up. There are parts and elements to it that must be respected. You see, one of the biggest mistakes that most people make is they focus so much on the destination and not so much on the journey. This brings us to Maxwell's third law, which is called the law of process. See, becoming a great leader is a process. It doesn't happen in the blink of an eye. It doesn't happen instantly. So you can't just walk up to a position, take it over, and instantaneously, you're a great leader. It doesn't happen overnight, and it definitely doesn't happen without patience, perseverance, and time. Ladies and gentlemen, there are no shortcuts to becoming a good leader. You have to go through the process. You have to go through the mold. You have to be shaped and molded into 
a leader. You can't just put yourself in a situation where you're telling people what to do. And that's the biggest mistake that a lot of people make is that they believe that leadership is simply telling people what to do. Ladies and gentlemen, that is not leadership. Remember, I told you that is supervision. My children, I tell them what to do. I am supervising them. But in order to be a father, I have to guide them in the path that they should go. That is leadership. So there are so many misconceptions out there just like that of people who believe that they can simply give directions and and that's leadership. That is not leadership. There are people out there who believe that simply being able to critique and to discipline people is leadership. That is not leadership. But you can't even become what you want to be if you don't respect the journey, respect the process, respect the steps that it takes for you to get from one location to the next. Think about this for a second. How in the world can you guide somebody on the path of leadership if you don't know how to get there yourself? How can you train somebody else to be a leader if you don't know how to be a leader? I told you guys in previous episodes, you can't give a person what you don't have. If you don't have a roadmap to leadership, you can't give it to someone else. So if you haven't respected the process of going from down to up and you have tried your best to hurdle over the steps and get past the places where you're supposed to learn, then you will never be able to explain to someone else how to pull themselves up and get past those exact same hurdles. Maxwell explains it in so many different elegant ways. But one of the key things that he said that stuck out was that you can't just microwave or fast food leadership. And there are so many people that want to. There are so many people that are running around trying to find one particular reason, one answer to being the best at what they do. And the problem is, is that you just can't do it that way. There is a process. Every single person that's listening to this podcast at some point in time, I'm sure, did not know how to walk. And it took time before you were actually able to learn that skill. I know that there are so many people out there that may have a trade or a talent that they have been working on for years. And though you may not necessarily be at the level you want to be at, I guarantee you, you can look back to when you started and you're better than what you were. Now, you can't do that if you are not prepared for the process. If you're not prepared to take the time to sit back and hone the skills that you are trying to cultivate, you cannot wake up one day and miraculously be successful at leading people. It does not work like that. Nothing does. Even people that win the lottery had to buy the ticket. Even people who are in the music industry and the movie industry and these entertainers who have millions and millions of dollars started on the ground floor somewhere and they had to work to get to where they are. And the best of them have continued to hone their skill 
while they are in the spotlight. That's what makes you good. That's what makes you great. So many people are so comfortable with mediocre. So many people have made complacency a part of their livelihood, but then they look around and wonder why this person is more successful than them. This person is more successful than them. This person seems to get more attention or more respect. It is because you are not applying the process. You are not respecting the journey. What you're doing is you're looking at somebody else's success and you are completely ignoring the fact that maybe, just maybe, that individual went through a lot to get to where they are. You have to accept that. I know so many people who like to use the old saying, if I knew then what I know now, things would be different. Well, see, the problem is, is that the only reason why you know what you know now is because you went through what you went through then. You learned what you learned then. You have to understand every single person in this world is going through a process. Leadership is a process. You have to respect the journey. Don't rush it away. Take every single lesson that you can with you and make that a part of you. You would not be who you are today if it were not for your failures, for your bumps, for your bruises, for everything that you went through in life to get you to where you are. If that is the way that people are built, why would you think that leaders are built any different? They're not. So nobody wakes up all knowing. Everybody goes through trials and tribulations. Everybody goes through tests in their life. Leadership is no different. For those that are listening and know, I did a whole series on my life inside of a cult. At a very young age, I was catapulted, thrown into a leadership role, and I was forced to guide and lead people some of them that were extremely older than I was, but because of my position inside of this group, I was telling people what to do, how to do it, and growing them inside of that group. When I left and started my life over, I found myself employed at the job that I am now. Ladies and gentlemen, shortly into my time in this occupation, I quickly became a supervisor, but I had to grow to understand what it meant to be a leader. Because when I originally started, I didn't know what I was doing leadership wise. I knew how to tell people what to do. I knew how to discipline people without worrying about whether or not they were mad at me or upset with me. I knew how to communicate between me and my staff. But what I didn't know was some of the nuances of how to grow myself, how to grow my people. And I had to continuously learn. And as I grew in my leadership role, I realized there was so much more to learn. You have to be a student of leadership, student of the process, student of the journey. And you have to take every single bump and bruise as a learning point. You have to take every slip, every fall as a point of assessment 
so that you can realize what is it that I need to learn so that I don't do this again. And you have to enjoy it. Now, I know that might sound crazy to some people. How in the world do you enjoy suffering? Understand, ladies and gentlemen, that that is a part of life. You have to enjoy the aspect of the fact that eventually you will be better because of it. Now, am I telling you to go out here and make a bunch of bad calls for people and be joyous about it? No, I'm not. What I am telling you to do is go out and be the leaders that you know you should be. Make your judgment calls based off of what you know. And when you run into a process or a problem, face that problem knowing that even if you fail, when you come out on the other end, you'll be better for it. That's courage, ladies and gentlemen. One of the biggest issues that I have with leaders that I have dealt with in the past is that they lack courage. You have to be able to be courageous in the area of what you supervise or manage. You have to be courageous leader. You cannot be afraid to pull the trigger. You cannot be afraid to make a call. And maybe you're wrong, maybe you're right, but at least educate yourself in what it is that you're supposed to be doing and make a call. That is so lost in much of today's so-called leaders. So we need to start paying attention to some of the misconceptions about process because there are a few misconceptions that are causing people to make decisions based off of stuff that they just don't understand. So the first misconception in process that I see happening all the time is people say, if they can do it, I know I can do it. Let me explain something to you guys. And I want to make sure you understand this because somebody had to educate me on this. You cannot look at a person's actions inside of their job, position, skill set, whatever they may be engaged in. You cannot look at those individuals' actions and label them as simple just because they make it look easy. Understand that when a person takes on a task, if they have been a student of this task, they are going to know the ins and outs, the lefts, the rights, everything that there is to know about completing this task. So when you see me lead a group of people and I make it look simple, I'm calling shots here. I'm correcting things there. We're laughing. We're joking. Everything looks good. See, on the outside to you, you're thinking, oh, man, that must be simple. That's that's a cinch. I know I can do that. But what you don't understand is you don't you don't see the hours of preparation that I go through. You don't see the different channels of individuals that I talk to. You don't see the legwork. You don't see all of the things that go into the process of me being able to make you think of me being able to make you think that this is a simple task. All you see is me executing. But what you don't see is you don't see the homework. What you also don't see and you can't see are the years of mistakes that I've made, the years of planning and educating that I've done. You don't see that. You just think in your head, oh, well, if he can do it, I know I can. That in itself, ladies and gentlemen, will get people hurt. It will get people killed. 
If you approach situations as if you're going to be exactly what somebody else is, then you are sadly mistaken. Now, maybe you've done your homework. Maybe you've got history in a particular situation. And maybe switching you out with somebody won't be that big of a hiccup. But make no mistake about it. None of us know everything. And if you approach leadership that way, you are in for a rude awakening. So just because you see somebody else in a leadership position doing the job, don't assume that you can do it too, just because you have put yourself on a pedestal higher than that individual. One of the second misconceptions is this idea of all I have to do is become whatever. And you can fill that blank with anything you want. All I have to do is become the sergeant. All I have to do is become the owner. All I have to do is become the manager. All I have to do is become whatever. It could be anything. I said this last week, titles and position mean absolutely nothing in the regards to being a good leader. I know plenty of people who rushed to become the next best thing. And when they became it, they became the next worst thing. I know plenty of good officers in my line of work that don't make good sergeants. I know plenty of good sergeants that don't make next level managers or supervisors. The position is not what you should be chasing. What you should be chasing is the knowledge and the skill set that comes along with you striving to get that position. All of the information that goes into you becoming better. You see, people don't understand that. Promotion is truly not the achievement. Promotion is the identification. It's the acknowledgement. It's the show that you have elevated to another level. But the achievement is what is behind the promotion. Because when you move up in the world, that signification that you get from that promotion is actually saying that you know enough, that you are experienced enough to be at this level and to lead people below this level. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't have that skill, if you don't have that knowledge, you're simply holding a position, a title for something that you really don't deserve. It's sad to say that there are so many people in leadership positions now that know absolutely nothing, little to nothing about everything that is below them. They are constantly asking people questions, constantly seeking information. Why in the world did you take a position where you couldn't answer the simplest questions that arise from the journey? I assure you, there is nothing anyone can ask me about any subordinate level position in my hierarchy. It doesn't matter what it is. You can ask me any question you want. I will write you a book. So it is vitally important that you don't just chase labels, titles, and position. Now, this next misconception is a little bit infuriating because it almost feels like people take advantage of things. But one thing that I see that people do a lot is they'll get a position and then they'll say something like, I don't have to master this or learn this because I'm not going to be here long. First off, if you took 
a position of leadership without any regards to the people that you are going to be leading, then you're in that position for the wrong reason. You should always be focused on your subordinates and who you serve. As a matter of fact, that is the whole purpose of you raising your knowledge. It is not about you at all. It's about the people that are around you, the people that work for you. You cannot take a position and then totally disregard everyone else and their well-being. Because when you tell somebody, well, I'm just doing this until I can get to there, then what you're doing is you're saying, I don't care about making anything better. I don't care about making anyone better. I just want to use this little block as a stepping stone to get to where I really want to be. And there are people that do that all the time. But When you do that, you have to understand that not only are you using your position as a stepping stone, but you're using everyone that that position serves as a stepping stone. Now, here's the kicker. The only way you get to the next spot that you're trying to get to, the next level that you're trying to get to, is you have to demonstrate a competency at the level you're at. So how in the world does it make any sense that you are going to disregard the well-being of your current position simply because you're using it to get somewhere else? First off, that leaves a bad reference. Nobody is going to recommend you to go anywhere if you suck where you're at right now. Next, what about the people? What are the people going to say about you? They can't say they support you because you didn't support them. They can't say that you know anything about the job that you have. That's why this is such a disgusting misconception. And the last misconception is the one that we've been talking about the whole time. So many people want to ignore the journey and the lessons. You cannot ignore the process. You can't. It has to happen. You have to feel it. You have to experience it and you have to learn from it. I emphasize learn from it because there are a lot of people who go through things and learn absolutely nothing. Why in the world would you go through the bumps and the bruises of a situation just to go through it again and again and again and again? Ladies and gentlemen, that is insanity. You are literally willfully being insane. There is no purpose in that. Okay. So, of course, I'm not going to give you the problem and not give you suggestions for the solution because we have to build off of each one of these laws. So let's talk about how to maximize the law of process. And we start with the first one. First things first, we need to understand that we have not arrived. Ladies and gentlemen, just because you get promoted, just because you get a position, just because you get a title, That does not put you above any and everybody, okay? We understand that. But let's also make a distinction. That also does not make you all-knowing. Ladies and gentlemen, when you get into any position, all that does is open a window where you need to be flooding yourself with new information, more information. It is not time to get on your high horse simply because you got a title. It's time to keep building. Now you got to keep learning. You need to be reading more books. You need to be talking to more people. You need to be talking to individuals that are actually in your arena. 
People that have done the job that you're about to do for a long period of time. You need to be talking to these people, gaining knowledge, not getting to a point where you feel like you have been crowned king or queen and that you are not about anything below you. Let me tell you one of the most damaging statements that I have heard in my line of work. I have heard supervisors, managers, people at my level and above make a statement like, I am beyond doing this, or I am beyond doing that, or I've done my time doing such and such. Ladies and gentlemen, understand you are not beyond anything. A great leader is willing to do whatever he or she would ask his subordinates to do. I work with my people all the time. As a matter of fact, most times I get too active and they have to tell me to stop. That's the trait that people want to see in a leader, in a bona fide leader. They don't want to see somebody that just wants to sit on their butt because they feel like they don't have to do what everybody else has to do because they've arrived. Now, let me say this. Are you a leader and doing other people's jobs for them? No, because that's bad leadership too. But you cannot tell yourself that you are unwilling to do what somebody else is doing. A good leader will never ask their people to do something that he or she would not do themselves. And sometimes as a good leader, you have to demonstrate to those very people that the very thing that I'm asking you to do, I am willing to do. The second thing to maximize your process is you need to learn from everywhere, from everyone and from everything. I know a lot of people who are very biased and very prejudiced, really selective about who they learn from and what they learn. Now, I'm not telling you to just take in all information as if it is law, but understand this. As a leader, you can learn from everybody. You can learn from any staff member that you have. You can learn from anybody that does the exact same job as you do. You can learn from people above you. You can learn from people in other locations because everybody has different experiences. Everybody sees the world differently. So sometimes it pays a lot to sit down and listen to people that may not necessarily be as knowledgeable about what it is that you are doing, but they may have witnessed something. They may have saw something or been through something that you just don't know about. You can learn from all these individuals. Look at people's mistakes. Look at their faults. Know what to do and what not to do. Assess situations that have absolutely nothing to do with you and gain the knowledge necessary to do things the way that you know that they should be done. Now, this third one is hard for most people, but you're going to need to do it. You need to gain an honest assessment of your abilities and talents and obtain real critique. See, most people want to judge themselves because the truth of the matter is most people are narcissistic on a small level. Most people would like to assess themselves because they want to be able to judge themselves the way that they feel that they should be judged. The problem is, is that that breeds bias, personal individual bias on a level that you really can't fix because it's you. Oh, no, no. See, this 
bullet point, and the next one go hand in hand. Because the third and the fourth talk about assessing and critiquing and accepting criticism. See, you can't shy away from constructive criticism. So you need to find somebody who can assess you properly, critique your job performance, and give you clear constructive criticism. Now, am I telling you to open the door to people just telling you negative statements? No, I am not. By no means am I telling you to entertain people's assault on you and your job performance. But what I am telling you is, is that every time someone says something about you in a negative stance, it is not always them trying to beat you up. Some people are trying to point out flaws that you have so that you can fix them to make yourself better at what you do. But see, that's where the problem is when you don't get an adequate critique of your performance. If you based everything off of how you feel, then nine times out of 10, it's going to swing one way or the other. Either you're going to feel like you're doing a great job or you're going to feel like you're doing a horrible job. You need to get somebody in there that can say, hey, you're doing great right here, but you might want to clean that up. And I don't think that that you did the other day was really on point, but I really like what you're doing on this particular issue. You need that type of person in your life. That's why I don't have yes men friends. I don't have friends that just ride along with everything that I say. I want to be able to have a conversation with you. And if I say something that you don't agree with, then you talk back to me about what it is that you don't agree with. And then we do what I call a healthy conversation. We bounce back and forth, back and forth. Nobody gets offended because that's another problem. And that's why most people can't handle constructive criticism because as soon as we bounce these ideas back and forth and it continues to seem like your idea isn't the winning idea. Now, all of a sudden you're being assaulted. No one can grow like that. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot be a better leader. If you can't listen to another person's critique of your job performance. Now, the next way to maximize the process is understanding what Maxwell states in his teaching. And that is, is that leadership is multifaceted. You see, there's no one element of leadership that makes you a grand leader. There are many different elements inside of leadership that you have to master. I want you to think about this. And Maxwell says it in one of his videos. He articulated 21 laws. So in Maxwell's framework, you at least have to be good at 21 things. So. Understand that leadership is not just one skill. I know a ton of people who are financially stable and they suck as leaders. I know a bunch of people who can make a judgment call and they suck as leaders. I know a bunch of people who are great communicators, but they suck as leaders. You cannot hinge your leadership success on one simple trait or skill, it takes much more. And the final the final thing you need to know to maximize your process is you cannot be afraid to fail. Be prepared to fall and bounce back. Understand, ladies and gentlemen, that failure is a part of success. Failure 
falling, making mistakes, slipping up. Those are stepping stones to get you stronger, to prepare you for better. You cannot have one simple breakdown and then all of a sudden the whole world is over. Ladies and gentlemen, if that were the case, then I, along with many other people, would have never achieved some of the things that we have if you simply gauged off of one slip up, one fall. And in my leadership roles, and I have a few, I have fallen many times, many times. But you have to get back up and keep climbing, keep fighting, keep pushing. You see, there's a certain level of fortitude and perseverance that you have to have in order for you to be a truly good leader. Because you're going to face situations that are going to be unsurmountable. And it may not even be your fault. It may be the fact that you lack finances. You might lack resources. You might lack the manpower. You might lack the time, the opportunity. There could be so many things. But no matter what the reasoning is for your failure, you have to learn from that situation and move forward, push forward, press forward. There is absolutely no way that you are going to be a successful great leader if you can't fall and get back up. As a matter of fact, that in itself is a trait that you need to be teaching your subordinates how to fall and how to rise again. So we'll recap maximizing the process. Number one, you have not arrived, ladies and gentlemen. So understand that you have much more to do and much more to achieve. Learn from everywhere you are, everywhere you go, everyone you meet, and everything that you do. Find some people that will give you an honest assessment and critique of your job performance and accept constructive criticism. Understand that leadership is multifaceted. There is not one particular skill that you need to master, but there are many. And finally, understand that you need to know how to fall. Be prepared to, because it's going to happen. But you also need to know how to get back up and keep fighting. All right, well, that's all I got for you guys this week. Thank you so much. We're three laws in, and we're still rocking and rolling. So tune in next week. We'll get into law number four. We'll talk about some really important stuff. I'm glad that we're all growing together, striving together in this new year in America and all over the world. Thank you so much. Soapboxes, I love you. Peace.